Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined by, and I think he just dropped something, Eric. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Long time no chat. How are you I doing? Know. I honestly, it's been so long. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done this in so long. Well, I did grease you. I was like, just so you know, FYI, we're almost entirely a pop culture podcast now. <laughs> I told Charles I was trying to get you on the show, and he's like, I can't wait to hear about CSI or whatever for the 18th time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, you know, I've branched out a little bit. I've started I watching figured. other things. And it's been so long. I'm like, at the very least, I was like, I know that you'll have like good music recommendations. I have some, I think. I've I've watched some shows. I have some, you know, I made notes. I did prep notes for this. I'm going to tell you Uh, right now, this all sounds like a lie. So (laughs) I am very curious to hear what you have to say when Mm -hmm. it's time. Um, But yeah, before we get to all that, like, how are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in one million years. It's been a long time. Uh, My life has been crazy. Uh, I think the last time... I was on the show. I had already moved to yes. North Carolina. Yep. Um, still in North Carolina. Actually, and this is going to sound insane and not real, but bought a house. No way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yep. God. We Holy shit. House. You got to send me Durham. photos. Yes, I will send you photos. Um, it's uh, great. It's a little country house uh, in like North Durham, North Carolina. What um, and no judgment. What? Why? What inspired you to do that? Uh, you know, it madness, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, I hear. Uh, I hear it's the responsible thing that you're supposed to do. It's just that for most millennials, it's like, ha sure. Well, yeah, it's like it, it's it, yeah, sh- it's like the thing you should do. I think, but it also, uh, I mean, I love it. I'm glad we did it. It at the time felt a little bit like we were buying a house in like 2007. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was ultimately, it was just like, we're, you know, uh, tired of moving around uh, and really wanted to get a place with some land can set up, you know, some long-term stuff, like a nice garden and things mm-hmm. like that. So we were in a position to do it. So we just you know, did it. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's all the cliches. You buy it and then immediately you're like, great, I have to spend my entire life now <laughs> on getting the house t- together. Uh, and, yeah. you know, thinking about all the things that are going to break. And uh, my boss actually did like a, he used to run an app that was on like disaster preparedness. So he gave uh-huh. like a little workshop on that. And like, as he was going through, I was like, Oh God, I'm not prepared for anything. <laughs> like, I, wait, we don't like, I got to get fire extinguishers. We got to get, you know. get it like inspected and stuff. Yes. Funny story though about that. So we actually, before the place we have now, we actually put a off an offer on another house uh, in a neighboring uh, town. And went, looked, you know, you know, it looked nice. You know, we really enjoyed it. We were, we were stoked about it. Um, and then we got the inspection done. Oh, God. And uh, the, the inspector report, like, came <laughs> back to the realtor and was like, well, first of all, um, it said the house was built in the 90s. Uh, some of it might have been built in the 90s. <laughs> Not the important but, bits. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the foundation is easily over 100 years old. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And wow. it was just like, yeah, all this stuff uh, was a lie. Um, and oh. uh, and the, the seller's realtor felt so bad because they didn't know. Sure. They gave us our, like, inspection money back. No and, way. Like, yeah. They gave us, like, wow. our down payments and stuff back. Uh, wow. That's classy. That's a classy move. It was very classy to the point that- But also, like, was it sort of like a legality thing where it's like, and by the way, we could sue you? (laughs) Well, like, well, funnily enough, the, you know, the realty business is so crazy that there's probably nothing we could have done. There's like just some money you put down. They're like, yeah, even if it's a total scam, like, you probably won't get it back. 
Totally. Um, no, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you guys should feel really proud just because, like, it is really hard to uh, buy a house right now. I mean, people are offering crazy, like, over asking price all in cash. Crazy. And here's the craziest thing. The I, I tell that, that story as a fun aside, but also, like, I people were telling me that people were, like, especially people, like, leaving New York or leaving mm-hmm. L.A. or leaving one of these major places, they were, like, putting cash offers, no inspection. Nope. No, like waving inspections, waving out, just putting cash offers before they even got down sight unseen. I was like, you're insane. Totally insane. I mean, not only that, not just like the housing market, to rent an apartment in New York City right now is a fucking circus. (laughs) I'm so lucky. I moved when I did. Thank God, found a rent-controlled apartment. But like- The average rent in Brooklyn right now is $3,000 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Insane. It's a mortgage payment. It's a mortgage payment on a not small house anywhere else. That is, I mean, without getting into any details, that's more than our mortgage payment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have two acres of land. <laughs> Insane. Insane. Yeah, I know. Like, it's absolutely wild. I'm never leaving this apartment. I'm already like, I could hit the lottery tomorrow and I'm not giving up this apartment. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're going to be one of those like old people just, tra- you know, traipsing around New York. Oh yeah. Crazy. Dressed like a lunatic. Uh, no, I'm Man. burrowed in here like a tick. If they try to tear down this building, it's going to be a <laughs> fucking melee. They can try to get me out. I don't advise it. Yeah. I feel like you're going to be one of those like stories that ends up in the New York Post about like how like this 90 year old woman like lives in her apartment, <laughs> won't leave, won't give it up. Landlords are like trying to like, you know, uh, stage like construction around to kick her out, but she won't move. Yeah. There's like a pale officer being interviewed <laughs> by the news and he's like, she just, she swore so much at me. Uh, yeah, that'll be me. Um, but yeah, I am very happy for you guys and I want to see photos of the house. Thank you. It's very, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, a uh, work in progress, but, sure. but it's still, you know, came in nice condition. And like I said, two acres of land, which is fun. awesome. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of stuff to play around with. There's an insane, um, uh, so it has a two car garage and above the garage is this insane all wooden room. Mm. <laughs> it's just like a hangout. Like it looks like, uh, you walked into like the Elks Lodge or something. It's Sounds like, like a guest bedroom, so I can come visit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I've already yeah. invited myself over. Anytime any of my friends buy anything, like, <laughs> Meredith got a condo in Wisconsin, and I was like, "So," and she's like, "There is a room for you to come visit." I was oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. "Yes, absolutely. There's room." Yay! Um, so anything else? I mean, that's a huge life update, but anything else going on? I, I apologize everyone. If you can hear Desmond screaming in the background, <laughs> I fed him literally an hour ago and he was really mad at me because I got picked up breakfast when I was on my morning walk and I came sure. back to the apartment and there, there, there is a bodega, couple blocks from me that like never got the memo that we're not doing plastic anymore. (laughs) Every other business in Brooklyn is like, here's your paper straw and your paper bag. And this one bodega is like, you want a plastic bag? You want a plastic (laughs) straw? Like they don't give a shit. I have no idea where they're buying everything in bulk anymore. It has to be illegal. I'm not going to say their name because I'm not a fucking rat, but (laughs) they always give me a plastic straw, which I appreciate because um, they're better. Sorry, sorry, they just are. So uh, I, Desi really wanted to play with the the rapper to the straw and I wouldn't let him. And <laughs> he has just been a nightmare <laughs> ever since then. I think he's mad at me. So I apologize if you can hear him in the background. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think yeah, Corona is doing that too. Like, uh, like yesterday, I mean, so we do, you know, dry food in the morning, wet food at night same time every day for literally years mm-hmm. um and like yesterday like didn't eat breakfast served dinner two literally two full bowls of food and she just like walked in the room and started screaming yeah I like, what like, I, I don't know what i can do cats randomly just decide like hey that food you've been giving me for six years <laughs> if you ever try to give it to me again i'm gonna attack you and it's like what you love that and they're like not anymore bitch figure it out <laughs> and especially as they get older too how old is corona now 
Uh, I believe uh, like seven or eight, I believe. Cool, cool, cool. So Desmond is like pushing 20. If we are to believe that oh his age God. was at his age, was his true age <laughs> when we got him, he is pushing 20. He, a couple weeks ago, no, it's probably like a month ago at this point, but he started hiding, which he never does. And I'm like, oh my God, Desmond's dying. He right. stopped eating. He stopped pooping. And I was like, oh my God, death is imminent. I have to get him to the vet. So right. rush him to the vet, right? Because anytime Desmond stops eating, everybody panics because like he loves food so much. So like told the vet, I'm like, Desi's not eating. They're like, oh my God, get him here immediately. So I rush him over. $800 later, they're like, Ugh. he was like mildly constipated. So, <laughs> And in fact, they said that they had him for like 20 minutes and he got nervous and he immediately pooped and they were like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I'm glad I spent $800 to figure out Desmond was mildly constipated. And then I was like, but then why was he hiding? And the vet was like, he was probably uncomfortable. And I was like, all right. So that means Desmond has lived such a privileged life that the feeling of being mon mildly constipated to him was akin to dying, which is why <laughs> right. he was hiding. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but as they get older, like, say, if they're p pushing 20, they just randomly decide they don't like their food anymore. And you have to give them, like, very strong smelling food to, like, get their appetite going. And he's, like, gone back to his usual canned food now. But when he wasn't feeling right. well... I had to pick him up like fresh Alaskan salmon, <laughs> like smoked salmon because he liked the smell every morning to hand feed him. Oh and God. he really milked that. He milked that for like a solid week until I brought him into the vet and they were like, oh, he just had to poop. And I was like, all right, <laughs> gravy trains over Desmond, you know, like nice try little con artist. That's so funny. Corona's the exact opposite. Like we've tried to give her like very fancy food or like fresh fish or something. And she just, she only wants the trash. She wants well, like that's garbage. Because she wants the fast food of cat food. Exactly. That's how a vet described it to me where it's like, they want the McDonald's of the cat food in their world, you know, which is like right. the, the shitty kibble and yeah, like the, <laughs> the canned food. Um, but when right. they're young, they like that. It's just when they get older, I, I think probably they're just like senses are dulled, you know, like, right. <laughs> like Desmond for <laughs> sure is almost deaf. Like <laughs> there's been a couple moments where I just went to pet him, but I like took him by surprise and he like screams and like rolls off the table you know like because i um accidentally ambushed him <laughs> and i didn't realize it right every day is like a gift and exciting he has this new thing now where like because he's mentally ill you know and i think he has a right. touch of not only is he mentally ill he has the cat form of ocd which sure. is funny because i have ocd so we have matching mental illnesses <laughs> um he has vertigo i think he'll occasionally like fall over for no reason <laughs> and like listen i took him to the vet it's not like anything major he's not having a major neurological event or anything like that they're just like he's old he probably his balance is going so right. whatever's happening in his brain right now his new jam like the thing that he's like will scream at me until i do it for him is holding him upside down that is like <sighs> He fucking loves it. And how he demands it is I'll be laying on the couch and he lays on top of me. And all of a sudden he rolls off of me as though he's about to like fall onto the floor and I have to catch him. And then he's upside down and he's like, don't move, don't move, don't move. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I'm holding him upside down so we can look around the apartment. I think he just thinks it's cool or it's like a little bit of a rush for him, a little bit of an sure. ad adrenaline rush. But the fact that he has now conditioned me to do it <laughs> is wild to me. Like, he is smarter than me in that one instance. I'm like, wow, you've really trained me. Conditioned you by by uh, trying to almost die. Die. Yeah. <laughs> I've never dropped him when he was doing it. But I'm like, Desmond, imagine if I did. Like, imagine if I had a particularly bad day and I just let you roll off of me. <laughs> I would never do it. I would never do it. The funniest um, thing I've ever seen a cat do when they were upset about food is um, one of my uh, exes a long time ago, she had three cats and like ran out of food and, you know, it was like 
you know, day before payday or whatever. So she was like, all right, I'm just going to go get some quick, you know, the cheap cat food just to tide over uh, until tomorrow. So she gives them some like, you know, pretty, you know, bad, like dry kibble or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple hours later, um, we like walk into the kitchen, lights off. We turn the light on. One of the cats is just sitting on the table looking at us. And as soon as we flip the light on and like make eye contact, just pushes a plant onto the floor. (laughs) I definitely like cats are such dicks. Like I definitely have had cats like Desmond and Penny would occasionally, you know, hit a pen onto the floor. I, but I never had the cats who like shoved like plates or glasses. And I know so many people who are like, yeah, my cat does that. And I'm like, I, I don't envy you. <laughs> it was so, I was just the maliciousness of like waiting for us yeah. to like walk in and make eye contact. Make just, eye contact. Yeah. Just, it was so What's good. up motherfuckers. It's like, all right, I guess. Um, that reminded me I'm, I'm planning a couple trips right now because I don't want to alarm anybody, but next year I do turn 40. So oh, snap. I was like, I should like, you know, plan like special trips. So I'm planning yeah. two right now. <laughs> One is like with comedy friends and the other is with like um, Charles and Meredith. I was just about to like weirdly try to describe <laughs> two co-hosts of this show that everybody knows. It's Charles and Meredith, everybody. So, um, but I'm like stressing because I'm trying to arrange uh, for a cat sitting service to take care of Desi. But the way my apartment is set up, uh, the exterior door has one of those keys that you can't get duplicated. Oh, yeah. So I'm like trying to get in touch with my management company right now where I'm like, hey, I'm a little pissed because I'm like, if I had gotten this apartment, say with like a boyfriend or a husband, you would have given us two keys. So just give me that second key. And I'm like, already, I can't tell you how many times I've been laying in bed awake at night, Eric, having a pretend fight with the management company, (laughs) anticipating them telling me I can't get the second key. Because I'm already (laughs) like, I'm going to accuse them of misogyny so fast. It's going to make their (laughs) fucking head spin if they try. And they're probably going to be lovely and be like, absolutely, come in. And I'm already like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, you said yes? Okay, great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been uh, planning that. And I, I already bought Desi um, an automatic feeder. Yeah. And I'm going to get him an automatic fountain. Sure. We have just, those great. Love just them. on the off chance that I'm sure this service will be great. But if they just forget one day, he'll have like food, you know? Right. Um. But yeah, I'm already like so stressed because it's, it's, I, why would I share the details of when I'm not going to be in the city? But yeah, um, <laughs> it's just like immediately dox myself. I'm like describing right. the building when I'm not going to be here. <laughs> um, you know, what's so funny is one of my, I, I had the funniest experience. Um, one of my friends down here, actually a listener of the show, I think still a listener of the show, Ooh. John, um, uh, uh, actually we moved down here around the same time. Uh, so he went out of town and I was going over to water his plants and he had a cat sitter, you know, he had like a cat sitting service, like not somebody staying there full time, obviously just dropping by once a day, checking on them or whatever. But I went over to his house one day and I, um, I got a flat tire outside his house. Oh, Sam. And so he had given me, you know, he had like set up a key where if I needed to go inside for anything, I could. So, you know, I go in just so I can like call, get some, you know, get it arranged to get, get a new tire and stuff. And I'm like standing in there and the cat sitter walks in. Oh, God. <laughs> while I'm like standing there and like trying to arrange all this stuff. So the cat sitter walks in and immediately I'm like, this person has never seen me. Yeah. They don't know who I am. I'm sure John didn't tell them there might be people in the house. Right, so, right. Like, as soon as the guy walks in, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm afraid of John's. I'm afraid of John's. It's always when you're doing nothing wrong that you, like, look and sound the shadiest. That's what I was like, this guy definitely thinks I broke in. A hundred percent. You would have looked less shady if you were surrounded by broken glass. <laughs> and you were just like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was like trying so hard to be like, I'm a friend of John's. I'm watering John, the plants. John, I know John. <laughs> it's like, 
I have a key. Here's the key. There's just like, I, this guy definitely thinks I broke in. He's probably going to call the cops right now. And I like waited there for like an hour for the cops to show up. Like, like, they're definitely going to think I'm. Oh my God. Um, Luckily, he was pretty chill about it and didn't call the cops on me. And funnily enough, didn't. And then when he sent the like daily report to John, just didn't mention it at all. Oh my God. That's, you know, I'm sure that's not even remotely the shadiest shit they've seen being in people's homes and stuff. I've never had a job like that, but I've always been very curious about like, cause you're, you get a little peek into people's lives and I'm sure they see like very personal stuff that they just never repeat. (laughs) Yeah. When I was a dog walker, I mean, got to go in people's apartments apartments and stuff and like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's super interesting. Sometimes it's weird. It's the weirdest thing, honestly, is when I would go to like pick up a dog and like the people would be home. Oh, so awkward. It's so awkward. So awkward. It's so strange and awkward. That was always uh, like when you would go to like your friend's house or like, you know, like your your boyfriend's house or girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. And sure. you had to like talk to their parents because <laughs> they yeah. were getting ready. And it was always like, okay, hurry up, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's so strange. And because it would also be a mix of like, why am I here if you're here? Like, I don't. Right. You can just take right. your dog out for five minutes. Oh, like, yeah. Good uh, point. Like, why don't you take <laughs> care of your dog? Yeah. Um, but then also, yeah, it's just so strange and weird. Um, but I also learned like doing that, like, uh, you know, if you're if you're ever watching like some sort of New York based television show, like like uh, like I don't know, like Law and Order or whatever. And they like, you see like all the classic, like, oh, there's hoarders and there's all these like, whatever. Absolutely true. Like a hundred percent. Like there's just tons of hoarders. Oh yeah, I know. Well, not, not even like, I'm, yes, there's a ton of hoarders, but like eccentric rich people's <laughs> homes where it's just like wall to wall bric-a-brac. Yep. And it like, I have... I have learned a more minimalist style. Not that like I have a cold aesthetic, but it's definitely like I pick key pieces that I want to spotlight. And then if stuff gets too cluttered, I like get rid of stuff because it makes me claustrophobic and anxious. Um, Why? Because we're mentally ill. That's right. (laughs) So, but like when you go to these (laughs) apartments, I'm specifically talking about somebody I I had been seeing for a couple months uh, who turned out to be secretly rich, but he like had so much, so many trinkets and like just like random weird shit that he was working on. And, but it was like stuff everywhere and it wasn't necessarily hoarding. It was just like cluttered, you know, just stuff, a lot of stuff. And I was immediately like, Oh, I don't like this. But like my other friends who have been, you know, cat sitters and dog walkers, occasionally they would be like, oh, I'm here. Come over. I'm watching somebody's dog. And it Mm -hmm. is like a surprising amount of wealthy older people who have that kind of like cluttered aesthetic. Yeah, it's it is that's uh, exactly true. It's uh, it's I wonder. I kind of feel like I always got the impression that it was kind of like if you're rich and you're living in New York, you have to like. I don't know, like remind yourself that you're rich or something. You're like, I can't <laughs> do it. Like, well, it's like, cause you live like, even if you get a nice apartment, it's still pretty small. Right. You know, it's still like, I could have like a very nice house elsewhere, but I have like a medium sized apartment. And so you're like, well, I'm just going to fill it with all the stuff I can buy. I always thought it was kind of like, um, if you're a boring person and you have people over, mm. you can like pick up something and it's a story, you know, yeah. like, yeah, Oh, Kevin Bacon gave me this. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, cool. I guess I didn't ask, but now you're in the middle of a story. Like rich people like to do that. Like they have like oh, yeah. a bunch of framed shit and they'll be like, Oh, that's when I was at the Venice film festival in 98. <laughs> and then they're like telling you about it. And it's like kind of interesting, but I, yeah. I always thought it's kind of like, Oh, maybe cause you're afraid of seeming boring right because you don't have a personality exactly you have stuff your stuff is your personality congratulations um right so this is random but i just had it in my show notes i Mm. recently downloaded a sleep app that records um noise during the night and the uh 
the purpose of it is if you are a sleep talker to like find out what you're saying and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like nothing of note to report yet. Um, so far it's just picked up me like lightly snoring sometimes, but I had an epiphany today where I, I watch cartoons before I fall asleep because, um, you know, the, the sounds of the show kind of like lull me to sleep. Sure. But I found out today that the second the show stops, I wake up. So oh, I was like, I should not listen to shows when I go to sleep anymore. So I think I'm going to try to break myself of that habit. Because like literally 1.30 a.m., I have a clip and I hear it of me like snoring slightly and the show stops and I instantly like wake up and pick up my phone. Right. So I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. that that might be why sometimes I have insomnia. I tend to wake up at like 2 a.m. and I start responding to texts. And like, especially Charles will be like getting out of work then. Mm-hmm, and he'll right. be like, why are you up right now? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I fucking woke up in the middle of the night like I always do. Um, so yeah, this app, it's called, <clears throat> if anybody's interested, you do have to buy like the full version to hear all night, which kind of sucks. Um, but it's called sleep talk Mm. and you can set it to like be very sensitive. Like it'll record every little sound it hears or on the higher end, which is what I have it set as. And it'll pick up like, yeah, if you're talking, if, um, you know, any weird shits going down (laughs) in your apartment, (laughs) it'll record that. Um, but I, I've been disappointed so far because I used to, when I was a kid, I talked in my sleep a lot and I would say weird shit. And that was like kind of what I was hoping to document with this. We'll see. Maybe I'll start talking again once I stop listening to cartoons, um, (laughs) like a child when I'm almost 40. I had a phase where for like a couple of years, I don't know if I was just like, I was just sleeping poorly or, you know, just like. At, you know, just exhausted all the time. But like every time I would wake up, there would be a period of like a minute or two where like I had not fully processed that the dream I just had was not real. Mm, yeah. And I was like, at, I would be asking like my ex like stuff about that happened in the dream. <laughs> she would just be like, "What are you? T-? No." Hey, like, remember you when? Uh, remember when you and I were flying? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, you right. and I had the ability to fly. <laughs> Not like on a plane, like you and I were superheroes. Remember? We just right. did it. We just did it. <laughs> yeah, it was still, I mean, it was like, it was funny because it was always like less mundane. It would be like more mundane stuff too. And I would like wake up and be like, did you get that gift from my brother? And she'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like yeah. the thing that we bought. Did you give it to him? And she's like, I don't, what? Like, my dreams are always like, I, I, by the way, I apologize that we're talking about dreams right now, everybody. We will move on eventually. But I, uh, mine are always start with a lot of potential. Like <laughs> one that I had kind of recently that I did love a lot was I was working at like a general store that was <laughs> run by uh, two very famous drag queens, Alaska and Willem, were the okay. owners and they were in full drag, which was amazing. And also I woke up and I'm like, that should be a business. Like Alaska and Willem absolutely should run a general <laughs> store together. But so that's how the dream starts. So I'm like, great, this is going to be an amazing dream. But the rest of the dream was no Alaska, no Willem. And it was just me restocking shelves <laughs> in the general <laughs> store where I wor- worked. I was employed by Alaska and Willem and they just left for the day. So sometimes my dreams are like that, where it's like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then my brain's like, uh, 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 <laughs> you're going to do taxes in this dream, baby. And I'm like, oh, but I was hunting vampires. Right. Just the dream of you, like, in a back office, like, doing, like, profit and loss reports. And- really frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess let's go into recommendations. Unless, did you have any any big updates other than buying a fucking house, which is huge? No. No, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a manager at my job. That's, like, most of my life now. It's very boring. Um, is it so- still citizen? It is. Nice. It's true. Yeah. So... That's most of my life now, um, yeah. which is, you know, coincides with the ability to buy a house. But um, Are you guys still remote or do you have to go in? No, we're remote. Um, 
we are totally remote. That's why I was, you know, able to do this because, you know, I was like, all right, I just need assurances that I'm not going to be asked to move back to New York. Right. <laughs> oh, right, like, yes. right, yeah. Um, so uh, I think they're going to try to do, you know, like meetups and, you know, do more regular stuff. But yeah, no, it's, it's all remote first still. Yeah, man, it's wild to think that. Well, now we're coming up. No, it is three years now. Holy shit. Uh, no, two years. It'll be three years Um, of just like yeah. not going into an office. And I'm like, crazy. yeah, baby, I love it. Why is anybody <laughs> going back into an office? This is great. We don't have to ever go into an office. We can turn all those offices into affordable housing. Let's do it. We're not going to do it. Um, <laughs> Never gonna happen. So I am very curious to hear what your recommendations are. Last or mm-hmm. uh, not last night, Thursday, I saw Nope for the second time. Okay. And I'm not going to talk too much about it because I already reviewed it on the show. But I'll just say I loved it more the second time, everybody. And I liked it a lot the first time. Oh, that's interesting. Why? Why do you think you liked it better the second time? I have been talking a lot about like what I think it means. And it is one of those films that's like so dense and so layered that I think it means a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there is that danger of you like projecting stuff onto it that was not the original intent, even though that's like what art is about. And it's like, who cares? But I felt very validated because when we came out of the movie, I saw it with um, some friends um, of of mine and they were like echoing my sentiments where they were like, I think it was about this. And I was like, that's what I thought. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> right. Um, but I think just the second time I noticed more and you, uh, you just appreciate the, the seeds that Jordan Peele's planting from the very beginning that pay off at the end. Um, cause he's like such a thoughtful filmmaker, you know, and everything is the world is so rich that there's right. lots to notice, um, every time you watch it. And I appreciated like Stephen Yen way more <laughs> this time because like the first time I saw it, I was so taken with, uh, Daniel Kaluuya and, uh, Kiki Palmer that I was a little like, not disappointed, but I like, I really like Stephen Yoon, I think is how you pronounce his name. And Mm -hmm. I wanted more of him because he is sort of like a secondary character. He's not in the film that long. But this time I I appreciated his acting and how much he was doing with his limited screen time. Much, much more. Right. Um, I take it you have not seen. I haven't. I haven't uh, been to a theater in a while. Um, What was the last movie you saw? Do you remember? uh, In a theater? Jackass. Oh, that's a good one to go to the theater for, though. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good. It was was great. I did not see it in the theater. I watched it at home, but I was texting Meredith the whole time because it had like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) And like I knew everybody was going to love it because it is like they're good films. And there's that nostalgia factor where it's like, ah, they're back. My childhood, you know. So I wasn't surprised that it got really good reviews, but. Um, I had, I was texting Meredith and I was like, this is my favorite film of the year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just really needed it like when it came yeah. out and it's so funny and so good and oddly sweet, like very sweet. It was really good. And I think one of the reasons that there is a lot of nostalgia for that and the reason that that movie was so good was that I think that um, they're so good at what they do. And I feel like a lot of cultural product of the last like 10 years or so is people trying to rip them off yes and not being able to do it successfully and sort of missing the like sweet vulnerability aspects and just really leaning into like the toxic broiness of it and it's like that that wasn't them like maybe it was (laughs) when they were like 20 but like what made them so endearing was like they were actually like friends <laughs> and right. like they had this weird little community where they did care about each other and that sweetness really like came through. Yeah. The the episode of the TV show when Johnny Knoxville fights Butterbean is I still think the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I should say too like it it really does help when they get a bigger budget. <laughs> like, yeah. 
say when you can turn a dick and balls into Godzilla, like that's really <laughs> Jeff's kiss. Whose right. idea was this? This is so great. So funny. Um, so I also uh, wanted to recommend there's a not like a brand new show, um, but it's called Titanic. Uh, okay. And it's in the old UCB. It's at Asylum. Oh my God. Uh, which okay. was so fucking trippy. Eric, I went into like <laughs> a full existential tailspin when I was sitting in the audience, like I used to do as an intern before shows. Uh-huh. Just like, oh my God. I was like texting people to like walk me through it. Um <laughs> my panic attack. But so the show is um from the viewpoint of Celine Dion who not only believes that the Jack and Rose version of Titanic is real, (laughs) but she was on the Titanic when it sunk. (laughs) And it is no lie. One of the funniest best shows I've ever seen. Uh, Wait, so this was a stage show, but it's, it's filmed as well. No. So it's a purely stage show. Oh, so this is something you went, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. You went to see this. Yes. And uh, they have like a live band that's great. The singers are all unbelievable. Uh, Everybody is so fucking funny. I was like so taken with the performance. It took me until like halfway through the show to like look at people in the audience. And I was like, oh, Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang are here. (laughs) (laughs) Front row in matching sailor hats, which was adorable. um, Because I believe they know like everybody in the cast and they were Uh being very supportive, which was nice to see. Um, But yeah, it's still on right now. So if you're in the New York area, tickets are not expensive because again, it's in the old UCB at Asylum. Uh, It's a a shitty little black box theater. (laughs) Um, Basement of a grocery oh store. Oh my God, Eric. Gristidis is closing. What? Oh, yeah. yeah I think I, I feel like I read. They're like selling that whole building. Or the whole right? fucking building, I think, including the tennis club. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Insane. Insane. I was just like that. I was more shook by Gristidis closing <laughs> than UCB. I was just like, that's a fucking institution. Like UCB <laughs> yeah. was an institution, but Gristidis is like, the sun. It's like if you yeah. told me the sun no longer existed. <laughs> yeah, it's been holding on that block for decades. Decades. Yeah, that really that shook me. Um, but yeah, it's a limited run through November sixth only at Asylum. So hurry, 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 go see it. Take your friends. Um, it is so good. I like. Again, I'm a jaded motherfucker and like I will watch something that's very funny and just be like, that's funny and not laugh out loud. And I was like howling by myself. (laughs) Uh, So good. I think that's a I think that's a joke in that um, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip show that's like supposed to be about SNL or whatever. Where like Matthew Perry's the executive and somebody hands him like a like a script and he like reads it and like very coldly is just like, Oh yeah, that's funny. And then she like throws it on the desk. Yeah, yeah. Like well Conan O'Brien's <laughs> talked about that too. Like he warns his writers, like in the writer's room, he's like, I don't laugh at funny things. So if it's a really good joke, I'll be like, That's funny, and not even smile. And I'm not being sarcastic or trying to intimidate you or like mind fuck you or anything. I just like don't laugh out loud. Right. Um but yeah, it, it really got me. So can't recommend highly enough. Um, nice. I, I actually have like a whole list. I was nervous that I wouldn't have enough for this episode. But before I continue, Eric, is there anything you'd like to recommend? I have some. Re- I also made a list. I told you. Good prep. <gasps> All right. Prep. So do two because I just did Nope and Titanic. Okay. All right. I will do two. One is going to be a, an actual recommendation and one is also a recommendation, but is specifically designed to make you furious. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, so the first one, um, uh, so during, so basically when the pandemic started, Faith and I just started doing a thing where we just started binging shows front to back. Um, awesome. Weekly. So we have like a, a date night. We make a pizza. We watch a TV show. We started watching. So we started in, in, 2020 when everything went down we watched all of buffy which i never seen i remember before. that yep, yep great loved it um then we moved on to the x files 
I do remember that because I was very excited for Faith because she yeah. and I had bonded over loving X-Files. Yeah. So I was very Rush. excited for her. Yeah. Yeah. Watching all of the X-Files was like a full-time job. Oh, that was like, yeah. <laughs> Big time. It was so much, uh, but it was really, really amazing to like go through. Um, and also like you learn a lot of stuff, just like the X-Files writers just did whatever the hell they wanted to because they know nobody you could just make anything and people would be like, oh yeah, sure. That makes sense. It doesn't have to line up. I also feel like it's just such a great education of television writing because like there's Mm -hmm. so, 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 so much overlap between X-Files, Buffy and Supernatural Mm -hmm. that informs shows that we still watch today. Like a lot of the nerd references, a lot of like, a lot of the bottle episodes that they do for every series that goes right. for more than seven seasons all go back to like those three shows. Yeah. And it's like stuff that they did because again, like I I'm in the middle of catching up on supernatural right now, mm-hmm. a show I had never seen, which is wild because I was on Tumblr in the nineties and I had just, like, <laughs> never seen an episode of supernatural. And there are like truly like 15 seasons Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more. I forgot, but um, it's a really long show. Very long, and they like they had to keep going, so <laughs> they just did really strange episodes. Like, there's an episode where like crash test dummies are haunted, and I was just, like <laughs> watching it, and I'm like, I guess, guys, I guess <laughs> I'm still watching it. So, but they just like had to get so creative that you can yeah. like it really did inform a lot of stuff that came after. <laughs> There's a cliffhanger. I mean, this is a, you know, whatever, 20, 30 year old show. So spoilers, whatever. But there's a cliffhanger uh, or like a end of season reveal in the X-Files where you find out that the cigarette smoking man is Mulder's dad. Yeah. And then they don't mention it again for like two full seasons. Nope. Nope. (laughs) They just don't address it at all. Like, wait. Wait a second. Oh, that's another uh, thing. So that's the reason I brought it up. A lot of the X-File actors are in Supernatural. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a fun, it's a fun little Easter egg when you notice that stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so after we had done with the X-Files, we watched my favorite show, Psych. We watched oh Psych, my God. Uh, which was great, which I've done too many times at this point. So it was just uh just fun. But uh after we got done with Psych, we actually like what we're doing now which I wanted to recommend is that we're watching a show called Winona Earp. Oh yeah. That has always been one of those shows that everybody really loves that I've never seen. It's very good. The premise is very strange and uh, it was, you know, a little bit to get into um, because it's a, you know, sci-fi Westernish type deal where the main character is a descendant of Wyatt Earp. Yes. um, And now is cursed to, kill the reincarnated you know uh souls of people that Wyatt Earp killed um who get resurrected every time there's a new like line in the Earp family and so it's a the premise is you know definitely out there but I mean it's extremely good uh we've we're on like season three now I think there's only four seasons um it's really good I mean it's very I I actually said this to Faith like I the like tone and sort of like the uh uh, just the way the show plays out feels very Buffy-like to mm-hmm. me. Um, it's got a very similar vibe. So I, I've really been enjoying it. It's a really, really like fun show. Do you know, were they able to end the show in a satisfying way? Or did they like get canceled kind of abruptly? Uh, well, I think that there is still possibility of new seasons. I oh. Because I think that their fourth season it, like went up to like, 2019 really yeah i thought thought that show was on in like the early 2000s (laughs) true yeah like it it feels that way and you know why it feels that way is because it's on sci-fi oh yeah like all sci-fi shows feel like they're 20 years old and that is such a blind spot for my pop culture knowledge like anything that's on the sci-fi network i'm just like unless it comes to like more basic streaming platforms. I'm not going to see this. Right. Did yeah. you ever see um, Deadwood? I've seen episodes of Deadwood, but I've never like sat down and watched you it. You should watch it straight through. Nice. It's I awesome. will. 
Yeah, I've heard it's really good. It's great. Uh, and it kind of not, it's not like sci-fi, but it is like historical fiction. Like there are historical right. real individuals in this fictionalized world of Deadwood. So that's cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that's like, that's what this is. Like there's a lot of, they bring a lot of random characters into the show that are real historical characters, like big and small. There's a couple of people they referenced that were like, you know, like early west like lawmen alongside white earp that are not really like well-known historical figures and they're like in the show briefly um that i had to like go and like google afterwards to right, see right. like real people um so yeah i love that yeah i definitely gonna check out that one you can watch that all uh, hell yeah what else what else you got okay so i have this is the wreck that is designed to to make you furious Yay. um so allison you're familiar to some degree with the world of esports, yes, yeah, very, very loosely, yeah. You you understand the concept, yes. It, you yeah, know yeah. the professional video game players, yes. things of that nature. Yep, right? yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, were you aware that there are people who do Microsoft Excel as an esport? <laughs> oh my god, no, no, <laughs> no. I. I just learned about this not long ago. Yes, there is a um, there's a whole esport dedicated to people using Microsoft Excel. Uh, oh, so they just do like spreadsheets and shit. Yeah, they make like there are so. <laughs> uh, yeah, they basically are given like tasks to do. They like make little games in Excel, and then these people have to like execute different sheets and functions oh, and stuff to make my the game God. work. And like solve problems. And it's like, like you would imagine, yeah, there's people that do that, but it's like a thing. Like they stream it, like it was on ESPN. (laughs) Oh, so this is like quite popular. I think it's somewhat popular. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if they're broadcasting it, there's got to be an audience. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, there's definitely an audience for it. Um, yeah, they have like a world, they have like an Excel world championship. What? Now. Like, so it's, crazy. It's, it's all like, I'm assuming like time based, like if you can do it in the least amount of time. Right. You win. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I, fewest errors, I imagine. Yeah. I think like originally it was like part of a broader thing that was called, like, this is even more nerdy and worse, but like it was called like the financial modeling world championship or something. I fell um, asleep so like, in the middle yeah. of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like uh yeah, so like the, from what I've seen of it, yeah, they make like there's there's like some, you know, the people who run this, they make like little games inside Excel. When you say games, like, when you hold on. When you say games, right. do you mean like games in the universal way that it would be enjoyable to literally anybody else or do you mean quote unquote games that are like you know how you can like put in equations in an Excel spreadsheet and like come up with right. solutions? Like is it like a game quote unquote game like that or is it like are there graphics and stuff? It's a combination of both. Okay. So so basically, yeah, the 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 uh, task that you're supposed to do is Excel based stuff. You create equations, create functions, create multiple sheets. You know, execute a bunch of stuff, find the best way to do it, whatever. But it's not just like they hand you and they like hand you like a, a uh, data sheet that's just like numbers and they're like, oh, right. figure this out or whatever. Right. They like make little things. Like one of them has like a traffic pattern. You have to figure out how to do one of them is a card game. So it has all the card graphics on it and you have to figure out like, I don't know, like different permutation, like how many different permutations of this are there or, you know, like how do you get this result or what are the odds of this happening or whatever. So it's like the stuff you have to do is Excel based stuff, but they make like stuff in Excel that has like little graphics or like has something along with it that you can like play around with and like do. I almost said that sounds fun, but no, it doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. It sounds very boring. Have you been watching this or are you just aware of it? And you're like, that's kind of cool. I'll recommend it. Or are you like watching I, this? I watched one. Um, I watched one because I, somebody, I saw somebody like tweeting about it. Cause they, it was randomly like somebody saw it on like in a bar on ESPN. <laughs> like there oh was like some, one of these like random, like, you know, satellite ESPN 12 channels or whatever, but there was like some like, uh, you know, there was something on ESPN, so I tweeted about it, and I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Like they have YouTube like channels dedicated to it, um, 
which also is like, then I learned that there's like a whole world of like Excel influencers who like, there, there are people with, I'm not joking, millions of YouTube followers and all they do is teach people how to use Excel. See, I do understand though, cause that has a practical application where it's like, mm-hmm. you need that for right. your job, right? So right. Yeah. you have this person who is teaching you for free, which is very cool of them. So right. like. I, I understand that, but like if there was a following of someone who just like does Microsoft Excel esports, like that it's just <laughs> do anything else, do anything else with your time, like not to be one of these people who's like go outside and touch grass because it's like <laughs> fuck off. But like, I don't know, read a book. <laughs> like, it just feels like there has to be something more fun to do than that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, this might be my next promising career. Oh my God. Well, yeah, it's perfect (laughs) for you. I love that for you, which is the most backhanded way to say that sucks to someone. I love (laughs) that for you. Right. Um, So I do recommend at least checking out one video because it's wild just to know that this is something that was on ESPN. Totally. I do. It's kind of cool that uh, ESPN was like, let's put it up for the nerds, you know, like, (laughs) can you not do a real sport? Here you go. Um, so my mainstream recommendation for the episode is she Hulk has started on Disney plus. And I was one of the assholes who saw the very early trailer where the CGI wasn't fully rendered and it looked like Mm -hmm. shit. And I was like, this is going to be a fucking disaster. And guess what? It's not, it's really good. Um, and as per usual, uh, the casting is uh, perfect and they always crush that and they never once have gone in wrong. So I don't know what my fucking deal is. If you don't think Tatiana <laughs> uh, Maslany is the most charming human being who's ever lived, guess what? You're wrong. <laughs> and if you don't like her, you got Mark Ruffalo, you got Tim Roth. What the fuck do you want? Jamila Jamil's barely in it so far. So that's good. Um, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but yeah, I, I think the tone is really good. They're doing a little bit of the fourth wall breaking stuff in a mm-hmm. not in an obnoxious way. You're probably wondering, is it funny? Now, here's the thing. <laughs> is anything Marvel does funny? <laughs> like it, It's got Marvel jokes <sighs> in it, which are always sort of like, oh, that was funny. You know, like that kind of reaction. Like, oh. right. Yeah, I remember that reference from three movies ago. Ha ha. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so there's a bunch of those jokes. So is it funny? I don't like it's charming. It's charming in a very like Marvel way. So I'm enjoying it. It's really nice to see Tatiana Maslany again because I feel like I haven't seen her since Orphan Black in anything. Right. Um, oh no, you know what? She was in shit. I'm not gonna remember what it was. She had a bit role in another limited series I saw, and she was great. But um I feel like I just hadn't seen her in anything in a while. So it was very nice to see her doing her thing again. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, Are you watching any of the Disney Plus shows? No, I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Well, should you guys eventually get Disney Plus? Um, I would recommend for you and Faith. Do you think Faith would be into watching any of that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. So for Faith... I would say WandaVision, definitely, and mm. Loki. Okay. Um, and everything is, like, good to fine. The only one that I probably couldn't recommend is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just thought it was not done very well. Um, but wow. Wanda and Loki are legitimately good shows. Nice. Yeah, I want to check those out. We haven't gotten Disney Plus yet. We did get, um, uh, I don't even know what it's called, Discovery Plus. Yes. It's the Discovery Channel one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great because it comes with like like 40 channels. You get like the History Channel. and. But it's also like, I don't know what's going to happen with any of that shit with the Warner Brothers merger. They're claiming yeah. that they're going to keep the Disney Plus app because they're they claim that users enjoy that experience the most the app <laughs> i don't know if that's true did you see the presentation they give they gave where they were like who watches what and it's like the most gendered 
awful stereotypes <laughs> ever. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this? They were like, HBO is men. Discovery <laughs> is women. And it was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm pretty sure women watch HBO. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. I don't know if I've ever seen a Discovery reality television show ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to bust your presentation, but it's not accurate. Um, but yeah, now they're like, who the hell knows? Like with all the the mergers and We're just going back to cable. That's what's happening. Yeah, basically, basically, there's going to be like <laughs> two monopolies who have all the shows. Um, so do you have another one before I continue? Um, well, speaking of Discovery Plus, we got Discovery Plus so we could watch a show called Homestead Rescue. Uh, which is a very fun show about this this like professional homesteaders who go fix other people's homesteads, uh, and it's a fascinating show to watch because uh, it's it's people like the the not the stars of the show, not the people who are like the character, like the people that they're helping are like all people who are like it's all people who you know wanted to leave the the normal life wanted to go off grid wanted to start a you know full self-sustained off-grid homestead and like they show up and like these people are like don't have a water source uh they don't like they have like it's it's just like people who are like choosing to live off grid and like just not doing it at all like they just have no idea how to do things they didn't plan there's like yeah no water on their land um there's no like you know it's it's crazy i mean it's just like it's, it's there's nothing there's nothing more satisfying when you see the libertarian dream claps <laughs> in on itself is like so satisfying it's like that town do you remember oh, i forget where it was in the northeast there was a bunch of libertarians that got together to start their own town and it was immediately overrun by bears i this just came up on another podcast i listened to um, oh really? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a book about it. Really? Called, okay. The book is called "A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear." Um, <laughs> That's and, good. Yeah, it's like basically like they started this town and then like started getting overrun with bears, and people were like, "You have to stop feeding the bears," and like these other. They're like, "I can do whatever I want." <laughs> yeah, it's like it's my right to feed. I'm the an bears. American. Yeah, so good, so good. But kind of uh, in a similar vein, have you seen Alone? Yes. I, I love Alone. Great show. Me too. I That's one of the things I binge watched during the pandemic. I watched every single season and I was like constantly texting Meredith upsetting updates <laughs> of me watching this where like at one point a guy, because they're, they're alone, hence the name sure. of the show, and they're filming themselves. So it is just like verbal diarrhea. And this guy was talking about how Joe Rogan is his hero. <laughs> And he keeps having dreams about him. So I was texting Meredith and she's like, what are you doing? Why are you watching this show? But I'm sorry. When that dude took down a moose, (laughs) I was like, wow. I was genuinely impressed with that man. I was like, you killed a fucking moose, dude. And like, listen, I know ethics, like killing an animal, whatever. But he took down a fucking moose. That's insane. Moose are so big. So big, but here's the thing. So he kills a moose. You're like, this guy's set. He's got all this meat. He, it takes him so long to uh, dress. Is that what you call it? Un- yeah, dress it. Dressing, yeah. Dressing, dress it. Yeah. yeah. To dress the moose that it's like nighttime by the time he gets back to his mm-hmm. camp. He is immediately overrun by predators trying to get the oh meat. Oh my God. So like he's constantly in danger yeah. or like endlessly frustrated he like tries putting it up in a tree and they still get to it (laughs) so like he doesn't even know peace then right which is when i was like society is a miracle (laughs) every day used to be a fucking struggle because you would think this guy is just like sitting pretty and he has like more problems than ever right uh yeah that show when i started watching that show my immediate first thought after watching like three episodes is like i gotta get more knives (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're always like so i was allowed to bring six items from home so i chose six knives <laughs> yes. <I was> like, <laughs> all right <laughs> it's so good um so i'm gonna do rapid fire just because i i wanted to list a bunch of stuff that sure. i didn't have time to get to 
I highly, highly, highly recommend A League of Our Own, which is mm. the new Amazon series. Um, it's wonderful. It is super queer. Like every time they introduce a new queer character, you're going to be like, surely that's the last queer character we're going to see. There's maybe two straight characters in the entire series. It's great. Um, really, really diverse and um, very funny, like deeply, actually funny. Not in a Marvel way, in an actually <laughs> funny way. Uh, and I, I do recommend, although I have some caveats uh, for the rehearsal. Hmm. Heard about the rehearsal? Yeah, of course. So here's my main thing. I I enjoyed it. I I can't recommend it because it is a little like. Do you feel like you're at a place in your life where you're ready to watch an existential crisis? <laughs> Because that's what it is. Uh And also, I feel like anybody who's really going crazy over it hasn't seen Schenectady. Mm. Because that's it's Schenectady. That's what it is. Right. So I have seen it, and I really love that movie. And watching this, I was like, clearly Nathan has also seen Schenectady. (laughs) (laughs) Because this feels like one long homage to it, which is fine. But I've heard some reviews of it that were like, it's revolutionary thinking and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's actually not. Right, right. <laughs> uh, like, it's well done. And, like, uh, Nathan's a funny guy. So, like, everything he does is funnier than Schenectady. Obviously, Schenectady is, like, very somber and sad. Right. Um, it has some jokes, but not, like, you know, Nathan's an actually funny person. So, right. it's through the lens of comedy. So, I mean, I did, like, laugh out loud many times watching it. Um, so I do recommend it. Maybe not as enthusiastically as other people, but I recommend it. And then I also recommend Orphan First Kill. I'm going to say this, and I know it's a scorching hot take. It is my favorite Julia Stiles performance, hands down. Wow. Of anything she has ever done. And yeah, I know her full filmography. (laughs) This is my favorite performance. She is leaning into what I think... She would be very clever to make this her brand going forward. Right. Which is Icy Wasp. Mm. She's so good at it. She knows where the jokes are and she delivers them so deadpan. Right. And she's wonderful. I really, really enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, anything, any other big ones that you want to get out there to the people? Uh, Sure. I can do a quick rapid five fire as well i got yeah, a couple so one there's a current season of master chef going on right now incredible i knew so master good. chef was gonna be in here so good there's a current current season going on it's still so good um did you ever i i am having trouble remembering all of your episodes did you ever talk about the dropout uh we probably did dropout is very good the hulu series about elizabeth holmes and theranos with amanda seafried as elizabeth holmes um mm-hmm. very good it's so good honestly um uh i did you you had mentioned music rex i do have a couple one is i think a band i've mentioned on the show before uh called drug church um they put out a new album earlier this year uh called hygiene it's extremely good um it's one of my my absolute favorite records of the year um also another band i really like this like post-punk band called fontaine's dc um they also put out another record, uh, which is very good. Um, and then also <laughs> another rec that is uh, going to bore you to death, but I think uh, is fun to check out. So my biggest hobby over the past year, I've just uh, just been really playing a lot of chess, got really into playing chess, and it just takes up a lot of time uh, and mental capacity. But I highly recommend people checking out, just Google the name Hans Niemann, H-A-N-S, N-I-E-M-A-N-N. He's this like like 19-year-old American chess grandmaster who is like clearly going through it and is like a just moody teenager. Uh, But is like like playing in like the world's like biggest chess tournaments. And so he comes out and does interviews and he's like, exactly what you would expect a moody moody teenager to be like uh except he's a chess grandmaster so there was like somebody interviewed him recently and he just comes out and he's like chess is a game that will suck all of the life out of you (laughs) you're 17 yeah it's like Um, it's like all of his interviews like that incredible 
Did you hear about the robot that broke the kid's hand? <laughs> yes. The yes. Oh, what my God. And then the Russians came out and they were like, the child made an illegal <laughs> Yeah. Like, they were, like, copying for the robot. Uh-huh. And it's like, that robot broke that child. His bones are dust <laughs> now. And the Russians did not give a shit. No. And I was like, that, that's Russia, baby. That's how you get trained. Yeah. He was weak. He should have destroyed <laughs> the robot. It's like, okay, all right, I guess. He is a child. You know that, right? Uh, so good. Great recommendations. Everybody, please follow Eric on Twitter, at Eric. Oh my God, what's your handle? Eric Smith? Underscore. Eric underscore Underscore Smith. Smith. E-R-E-K spelled the weird way. Anything you want to plug? No, I'm not doing anything these days. I'm just working, tweeting about chess, you know, stuff like that. Living living the uh, suburban life. Hell yeah. Follow (laughs) Eric on the socials. Tweet us at Light Treason News, hashtag Light Treason Pod. And yeah, if you're a fan of the show, 100% listener supported, you can go to patreon.com for as little as $5 a month, support the show there, or go to lighttreason.news and smash the donate button. Either way is great. Either way keeps the lights on, pays the co-hosts, all of that stuff. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.